Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word. Today we're going to be talking about God is good, and we're going to be talking about easy and light. It's going to be an awesome broadcast, um, and I'm excited about it. The Bible talks about how God is good, and that's I what we're going to talk about. I'm regretting what's happening. No, now. you're not. You're enjoying this. So put this in the comments with me. Thank you for zooming out so we can see that. Um, put this in the comments. God is good. The devil is bad. Yeah. God is good. The devil is bad. And that may um, seem like super simple. Yeah. Like, and, and I get it. It is mm -hmm. very, very simple. But yeah. I know I heard that when I was an adult. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think I'd ever actually had it that simply mm -hmm. presented to me. Evangelist yeah. Ted Jr. is the one who did it. He, he has this teaching that he'll do a lot of times in youth camp settings yeah. where he's like, okay, make a column of a piece of paper. Good, bad, mm -hmm. God, devil yeah the end like mm -hmm. that's literally as simple as it is like yeah. god is good mm -hmm. the, the devil, devil is bad <laughs> yeah if it's good it comes from god mm -hmm. if it's not good it doesn't come from god that is theology mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's really the majority of what we need to know yeah and welcome to you know 2022 when people don't have haven't understood that <laughs> yeah especially in the church you know like oh man you know this this thing you know, this sickness killed, killed off, like, a mm -hmm. relative or whatever. But, you know, I guess, I guess God knew what he was doing whenever he did, you know, well, what? <laughs> you know, like, it, <laughs> could, well, it, it, and it's just been one of those things where a lot of people have, well, before I get into that, John 10, 10, you can put that in the comments as well. Yeah. Makes, is literally what we just said in scripture. Um, John 10, 10, this is Jesus talking. He says, the thief comes only yeah. to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Yeah. If you read that in the Amplified, it, like God says, I have come that they might have and enjoy life yeah. and have it to the full till it overflows. Yep. That's what the Amplified says. So if something is stealing, killing, and destroying, yeah. recognize that that's from the enemy. Yeah. If it's bringing life and abundant life, who's that from? It's from it's from God. Yep. You know, even in the book of James, um, you know, James writes this so that it's clear. He says, "Do not be deceived." So that means that there's a deception going around. Mm -hmm. But then he said, "But then he says, do not be deceived. Every good and perfect gift." comes from above. Yeah. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, which means if it's not good and perfect, it's not from God. And, and uh, you know, and, and one of the really important things for us to recognize whenever we're talking about stuff like this, this is why people have gotten it all confused, mm -hmm. is they've, they've come to the, the wrong conclusion that everything that happens is the sovereign will of God. Yeah. And they say, well, if God allowed it, then it must be his will. And that's where a lot of people, you know, kind of have gotten it, it, it mixed up. They just attribute everything that happens in their life to the will of God. Yeah. You know, they'll even uh, look at the book of Job and say, well, Satan was on a leash. So if Satan even does something to us, it, God allowed it and God let it happen. But that's not what happened in the book of Job. Yeah. God, you, know, you know, but people. Job will, opened the door. Yeah. But like people, what people wrongly just assume is that God said, oh, when, when, like when God said, "Have you considered my servant Job?" They'll say, "God, God." They'll, they'll interpret that as God saying, "Have you considered afflicting and tormenting Job?" Mm -hmm. But that's not what He said. The word "considered" mm -hmm. literally means, "Have like, have you, have you thought about?" Yeah. Like, 
Like, because the devil was roaming to and fro over the earth, you know, doing his devilly things. And, and what, like, God actually, like, I, I remember when God showed that to me, because I was always confused by that. Why would God say, have you considered Job? Because I've always been taught that he was saying, like, have, essentially, have you considered messing with Job? Mm-hmm. But that's not what he said. It, it, like, the devil's looking at everyone's life, looking at what they're doing, looking at their decisions, looking at all these things, and God's saying, what do you think about Job? Like, have you seen him? That man, that man's blameless. You know, mm-hmm. he, lo- he loves me. Like, that's what God was saying. <laughs> like, he's righteous. He, yeah. He's a good man, you know. And, um, and that's when the devil's like, is it not for anything? And, you know, we're not going to go all into that. But it's not that the devil's on a leash that, mm-hmm. God, that God says, okay, you can go mess with this person. You can go mess with this person. No, he sent Jesus. The Bible says, uh, you know, that Jesus yeah. came to destroy the works of the devil. Yeah. Not to, not to enable the works of the devil. You know, like that's not what the Bible says. Yeah. So the devil, the devil cannot do anything outside of the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't do anything that contradicts this yeah. word. He can't. The only way that the devil can enter in and bring his mess into our lives is if we let him, you know, and if we, if we allow it. But, um, Again, going back to God is good, the devil is bad. If something in my life is stealing my joy, yeah. ki- killing my, my body, killing my, my finances, stealing my relationships and bringing division, if there's anything like that, we need to recognize that's the enemy. That's yeah. not God. That's the enemy. It's not God. Yeah. Well, and I was, I was talking about this earlier today, that there's nothing, the word Romans 8 and in verse like you go start at verse 31 and go all the way to the end it's talking about how the lord loved us so much that he didn't even spare jesus for us like he he who gave us his own son um how will he not also with him give us freely all All things things, all things but in verse 37 you know it's talking about things that can happen and it says in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Yeah. And you know Paul says I am not con- or I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God which mm-hmm. is in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And you know, there was a moment in my life where we had a minister come here to the church. And at that point, I didn't believe that God created bad things to happen. Like, I, I used to. Like, I had believed that, like, it, God is sovereign, so he, he just wills bad and good both mm-hmm. together. But I'd been here long enough that that theology died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, that's not the case. But what, was, what I was dealing with at that point in time was side effects, of things that had happened in my life and why they were still in me, like why they were still there. And I, this minister was there and he, he just had this anointing. Um, it was sweet, but it, it, it brought healing. Like he, he has a healing ministry. And anyway, while he was here, the Holy Spirit in that moment showed me some really rough times that I'd had in my life, like moments where I had felt alone and broken and just the worst. And what he showed me wasn't me. Mm-hmm. He showed me him in those moments with mm-hmm. me. That even even in somewhere I didn't know him as Lord, like mm-hmm. moments where I had the, I wasn't serving him. Yeah. He was there with me. 
in those moments, in the muck, in the mess, God was still there. He had not left me. He had not abandoned me to just deal with it on my own. He was there. There was no height. There was no depth. There was no separation between myself and him other than what I'd created just because I didn't know better. But he didn't even abandon me in those moments. He was so good Mm -hmm. that when when I was faithless, he was faithful. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with you. When you've been faithless, yeah. God is faithful. Yeah. You know, Lamentations 3.22 talks about how his mercies are new every single morning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's because of his kindness, his loving kindness yeah. that we're not consumed. Great is his faithfulness. When we're not faithful, he is still faithful yeah. because he's that good. And he desires us to walk in that life and that freedom more yeah. than we want it. Yeah. You know, he wants, which camera am I at? Am I at this one, Bill? <laughs> this one. He wants you to walk in easy and light more than you want to walk in easy and light. He wants you to, he wants me to walk in easy and light more than I want it. He wants me to walk in freedom more than I want it. And when I realized that in that moment, those things that had been hurting and just were oppressive, yeah. they left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and that's not the point of this, but like things that had I'd held on to for years literally left like mm-hmm. in a moment because I realized I you God loved me enough to not make me go through this alone. Yeah. How much more is he not leaving me alone right now that I am serving him? You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he he's so faithful to you. Mm-hmm. He's so faithful to you. Yeah. The reason that you weren't consumed yesterday is because he's faithful to you. The reason that you woke up this morning is because he's faithful to you. God is faithful when we've been faithless. Yeah, yeah, and that's biblical too. Um, in second, and you can put this in the comments, 2 Timothy 2.13. Amen, I'm glad it's biblical. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> and not like super no. heresy. <laughs> no, I'm Amen. Saying, I'm just saying like what you were sharing yeah. is a Bible verse. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I was with you. I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, it says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. Yeah. Literally, in his very nature and core, he is faithful. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't not be himself. That's, yeah. like saying, that's like saying, you know what, I'm not buddy. I just, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not me anymore. You know, like, that, I can't deny that. Yeah. You know, I can't try to, as much as I can try to be somebody else, I'm still buddy. You know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, but God doesn't try to be anyone else. He's just him. You yeah. know, he's God. And as God, he's faithful. So, no, it like, it's, it goes back to what Pastor says, like, all the time. Never does the wrongdoing of someone else give me the right to do wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how God lives. That's how God operates. Just yeah. because I did something wrong doesn't mean that, you know, God's going to be like, oh, well, they've been unfaithful. I, I guess I don't have to be faithful. To yeah. Them. You know, God's not a man that he should lie. Yep. Or, that, like, he's not a man that he should just turn, change his mind. You yeah. know, that's not who God is. That's not how God operates. He's, he's faithful and continually faithful. That's why you read in First John 1, 9, if we confess... Confess. We, we confess, confess our, our sins. sins. <laughs> <laughs> if we confess our sins, I can't, uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful <laughs> and just. What's he faithful and just to do? Not to not to turn on, on right. us. He's not. He's faithful and just in his own nature to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So. You could have missed it every single day for the last month. Yeah. And God's faithfulness is true towards us. Yeah. Like I I heard a minister say recently, um, you know, God's faithful to himself. And and like 
he's like saying that in the context of you know like God's not fa- God's not just faithful to us; He's just faithful to Himself and to His Word. But in Himself and in His Word, he, it says He's faithful to us. <laughs> you know, like so. Uh, anyway, but no, He's faithful to us. Yeah, He's faithful to what He said about us. Yeah. One, one of the beautiful things that you see whenever God made a covenant with Abraham is that. God made Abraham irrelevant. I was going to bring this up. Good job. Yeah, like he made Abraham irrelevant when he Abraham went into a deep sleep, and then Abraham was looking, and he saw the calf, you know, into, and, uh, and you know, when they would make a covenant in those days, they would, they would cut the, yeah. the animal in two, and then they would walk in a figure eight around it, basically symbolizing if one of us, mess, like, messes this up, this is going to be us. You know, mm-hmm. like, you're making this covenant, and you're making this pact. But what happened was Abraham was in a deep sleep, and then he looked and he saw, you know, the lampstand or what, or the, the lamp or whatever it was go, do, doing that itself. Mm-hmm. Abraham wasn't in there doing, you know, yeah. doing it himself. No, God showed that, that basically he kept Abraham out probably for the sake of Abraham because Abraham likely wouldn't miss it. But God was saying, I'm faithful to this covenant that I'm making to you. Your part is essentially irrelevant. All you, all, all we have to do, though, is remain in him and remain in fellowship. If we mess it up, all we have to do is repent, and then we're entering back into that covenant. God God doesn't make it difficult for us to enter into his faithfulness. You know, he, yeah. he in no way, in nowhere in this word do you see God trying to make it difficult. The only people who make it difficult to enter into God's blessing are, you know, the Pharisees and the legalistic people, you know, where they try to make it a set of rules and make it a list. No, God just says, you messed up, just confess it. Yeah. And I'm faithful to forgive you and cleanse you and basically enter you back into that fellowship with yeah. me. Yeah. Well, and we at Impact University, we do a course on the blood covenant. Like it's one of my favorite courses we've ever gone through because I didn't really understand what covenant was and what all it entitled the parties to. So when God cut that covenant, he was removing Abraham from needing to uphold Abraham's side of the covenant, basically. But Abraham was still entitled to what was God's. Like when you cut covenant with somebody back in those days, what ended up happening is you're basically saying, all that I am, all that I have Mm -hmm. is yours. You can have it. Everything at my disposal, it's yours. Everything you have, all that you are, it's mine. And nothing was reserved from one another. So when... When one of those participants would go into battle, like when the um, armies would fight one another, if Buddy and I had like cut covenant together and Buddy was going into battle, then my people, my entire family, everyone mm-hmm. I'm tied to would go yeah. into battle with Buddy because we were covenant, you know, brother and sister in that way. Well, if because God cut covenant with Abraham, while mm-hmm. yes, he's entitled to everything that is Abraham's, Mm-hmm. What does Abraham have that God would want? It's not like there's stuff that Abraham has that God's like, oh, that's really cool. Or, like oh, that. Abraham, yeah. I need your armies. Yeah. No, he wanted Abraham. Yeah. That was what he desired yeah. was, I want you. Not what you can do for me. God yeah. could do it. Not what you desire. You, you know, he, he just wanted him. Yeah. All he wanted was Abraham. So... Really, if you look at it, God got the short end of the stick. <laughs> like, if you're really comparing, because while, but not to God, God didn't consider it that way. To God, it was like, that's what he wanted. He wanted Abraham. But Abraham not only got God, yeah. he received everything attached to God. 
So when Abraham is walking through a battle, yeah. what becomes available to Abraham? Yeah. Everything and yeah. anything he needs because yeah. the Lord and his armies are available to yeah. him. Yeah. They're covenant people. So are you. You know, the moment that you became a believer and you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to you. Yeah. Every single thing that he had, you have. That's why in Ephesians chapter one, it, Paul is telling the people, you know, this is how I pray for you. Pray this way. Lord, yeah. let our eyes be open. Let the eyes of their understanding be enlightened that they may see what is the hope of their calling in Christ, that the wisdom, revelation, and the knowledge of him would come to the, would come to the people. Why? Because when we have revelation of who we have, how good he is and the love and faithfulness that yeah. he demonstrates toward us. Mm -hmm. Why on earth would we put up with anything less than easy and light? Yeah. He paid for us to have easy and light. Mm -hmm. Pastor Brian says it this way. Jesus was crowned with thorns and toil. Like mm -hmm. the crown of thorns that yeah. Jesus was crowned with represented the curse that was placed upon Adam. When God told Adam, you're going to have to work the ground and it's going to be really hard and really difficult for you to do it. That was a fruit of here's the fruit of the curse. I'm crowning you with it. But because Jesus was crowned with the curse of toil, that means when he rose again, what we then were able to redeem was easy yeah. and light. He was crowned with thorns and toil yeah. so that you, me, buddy, could be crowned with easy and light. Yeah. It does not have to be hard because our covenant partner gave us that access to it. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's so stinking good. And, and that's why, you know, we make these confessions all the time. Yeah. You know, like we walk the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. Yeah. You know? What are we talking about? You know, where it says in Ephesians 1, 1, 3, where all things pertaining to life and godliness have been made available to us. Yeah. It's either Ephesians or 2 Peter 1, 3. Um, but but literally, he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing uh, in Christ. So, like, we have access to all, all that we need. That's what that covenant looks like. It's like you were just saying, like, Abraham, whenever he entered into battle... You know, he didn't have to worry, are we going to make it? Now, he might have, you know, sure. like, because there were moments when he's, when God literally said, you're going to be the father of many nations, and he hasn't had a child yet, and he's going into, into he's, they're just traveling, he's like, and he's afraid, they're going to kill me. Mm -hmm. They're not going to kill you, because God said you're going to be the father of many nations. But, so, like, there were obviously areas where, like, he allowed that fear in, but ultimately, God was still faithful to him. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Um, that like we we look and there were areas that he missed it, but God was still faithful yeah. to that to that promise that he made him. And how many people like stop there? You know, like the moment mm -hmm. that that fear comes in, mm -hmm. and it and I I I've done this so many times where mm -hmm. it's. God made a promise and then fear or doubt or disbelief mm. tries to come in yeah. and I listen to it or tolerate it for yeah. a little while. And then when you realize it, it's well, crud, there goes that promise. I guess I'll do better on the next promise. Yeah. No, the promise is still there. Like yeah. he's still faithful to the yeah. initial promise he made. Yeah. So the, the, the beauty of it is though, if we truly trusted the promise, we wouldn't even have to enter into that that worry because sure. heavy weary weariness and heaviness is basically a perception that we that we put on ourselves that well what if God doesn't do it but we we know in our head that he will do it because mm -hmm. we, we kind of agree to the word but it's whenever we truly trust in that word. yeah you know trust the Lord with all your heart not just not all your head because then it goes on to say lean not on your understanding <laughs> don't lean on your head 
you know, you know. That's don't, just good advice overall. Don't yeah. lean on your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Physically, but, um, it won't do well. <laughs> um, but trust the Lord with all your heart. That's your spirit, man. That's the core yeah. of who you are. Lean not on your head because when we lean on our head, that's when we're like, well, what if? What about this? What about this? And we bring up all these scenarios. No, doesn't matter. God's gonna. God is faithful. Mm -hmm. Let that be what enters into your spirit right now. God is faithful. Put that in the comments. God is faithful. Well, and that's what you're talking about is the three parts of man. Mm -hmm. Like literally, what Buddy just went through is uh, was an incredibly quick snapshot of we are a three-part entity because God is a three-part entity. We're made in his image and his likeness. So we have a flesh. We have a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotion, but we are a spirit being. You know, we live in a, in a corrupted flesh. We have, if we're born again, a perfected soul or a, a perfected spirit. But that soul, that's where it's unstable, you know, where it can be unstable. That's yeah. the decision-making ground. Yeah. And that's that's why you don't lean on it because mm -hmm. just because you're born again doesn't mean that your mind it has been constantly renewed or that it's not having input from another source yeah. that's corrupted somewhere yeah. so if you rely solely on your mind to make a decision there's no guarantee that your mind hasn't been tainted with corruption in some way shape or form and it still needs to be renewed so if we're leaning on our mind over our spirit, man, that's where we're going to be unstable because mm -hmm. we're going to walk and maybe take a right step, but our soul could potentially have input from the flesh that it came into and that right step turns into a wrong one. Mm -hmm. So when leading and making decisions and forming doctrine and all of those things happen, it has to be by the spirit, which is connected to Jesus, mm -hmm. by the word of God. That's why we yeah. have to renew our minds day in, day in, night, meditate on it all of the time meditate on the word so that way our mind can become more and more like Jesus yeah. but it's not trustworthy on its own it yeah. could be influenced by other things yeah yeah um yeah not like and yeah. not trying to like make us scared of thinking that's not what I'm saying but it's it's good to know how the three parts of man work because mm -hmm. there was so much in my life where I would just logic every single decision out and just figure it out and rationalize it and understand the concepts and I had no faith I had I had faith I had very little faith if I had any very little fruit mm -hmm. because I wasn't operating by my spirit and by yeah. faith I was operating by what I could understand but God's goodness goes beyond our understanding. Yeah. Like God's easy and light goes beyond our understanding of it. The brain will try to help us make sense of it, to, to grasp it. Oh, oh, I can comprehend it. Oh, this makes so much sense. Praise God for Rhema. Mm -hmm. But God's goodness should be beyond our understanding. Yeah. You know, we can't just attribute God being good to something else that our brain can rationalize. Yeah. Like, you're a good friend to me, but God's goodness far outweighs yeah. your friendship of me. So mm -hmm. if I just limit it to, I know good and equate good as buddy. Well, then when you mess up, mm -hmm. I'm going to think that God messes up. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that's what my brain has done, I'm going to rationalize it the same way. Mm -hmm. So if things have been easy and light and then they get hard, then all of a sudden my logic will be, well, you can have easy and light for a little bit of time, but it's not forever. Yeah. No, God's outside our box. And yeah. we've got to stop trying to just grasp it all mentally and allow our spirit to, by the anointing, mm -hmm. teach us what God's normal truly looks like. We can be in easy and light yeah. every moment mm -hmm. of every 
day, yeah. no matter what's going on around us, mm -hmm. no matter what's going on internally, yeah. we can be in easy and light. Yeah. Well, the Bible says that he keeps them in perfect peace. Yeah. Whose hearts are steadfast towards him. Yeah. Them, right. Um, is it hearts or minds? I think it's hearts, but I can look it up. Can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, but, you know, recognize this, because that, that'd be actually good to, good to see. Um, he keeps them in perfect peace. Uh, it, qu quick, you know, trivia question. I guess it's, yeah, it's a trivia question, sure. Isaiah 26.3. Um, is, is peace a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> I would say yes. A, um, yes. yes. B, also yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, peace is a good thing. And who is the one who keeps us in peace? Is it us? Is it our, mm -mm. our, you know, our ability to do everything right? Is that where we find peace? Well, I missed it, so now I'm out of peace. No, no, my peace should not be in that. My peace should be in Him, because it's in Him that we live and move and have our being. It's mm -hmm. in Him. All of it is in Him. And going back to, you kind of brought this, brought up easy and light multiple times. Yeah. But, um, but Jesus made it very clear. He gave two locations and two, I guess, mindsets that take place in both locations. He says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and, I, and you will find rest for your souls. Um, he says, take my yoke upon you, for I am meek and lowly at heart, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light, right? So, but he, he brings up two different locations and two different mindsets. There's, there's this location that's apart from him that's yeah. hard and heavy. Um, and there's the location that's in him that's easy and light, you know, or in Jesus' terms, uh, weary and heavy laden. He says, come to me, mm -hmm. you know, if you're weary and heavy laden. So there's the mentality of weary and heavy laden yep. that's just inevitable for those who are apart from him. Then there's in him where you find easy and light. And, and you see the, the goodness of God in yeah. just this very statement because if God wanted life to be hard and heavy, if he... You know, where people say, well, God never promised it would be easy. Yeah. You know, like, so if, if God had a desire for moments in our lives to be hard and heavy um, or to feel, even just feel hard and heavy, um, then Jesus would have never said this. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus would have never said, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have given us instruction if weary and heavy laden was sometimes his desire for mm -hmm. us. You know, like, like you read in... Uh, Third John verse two, when it says, "Beloved, I, I will wish above all things yeah. that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers." Like, like poverty is a heavy thing, you know. Yeah. Like, how are, how are we going to meet our bills? How are we going to get this done? Sickness feels like a heavy thing. Depression, yeah. Mo like more than anything that I've ever you know recognized is that's a heaviness. Like the Bible calls it a spirit of heaviness in Isaiah sixty one. You know that's heaviness. And, and what Jesus is saying is, if you want that heaviness taken off of you, yeah. in any area of your life, if there's any area of your life that's stealing your joy, killing you literally, or, or destroying any good thing in your life, Jesus is literally saying, come to me yeah. and I'll fix it. I'll, yeah. I'll handle it. We'll handle it together. And that's when you'll begin to recognize it's easy in life because all of a sudden now you don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. I can do it for you. That's what Jesus is saying. So don't no no longer remain in the heavy and weariness. No, just come to me and it'll become easy and yeah. light because I will give you the grace and I will empower you to overcome every situation. Yeah. That's why Jesus himself said, 
in this world, yeah, you'll have troubles. But he never said, uh, but in those troubles, it'll be hard and heavy. But, you know, just persevere and endure and it'll be fine. You know, you'll, yeah. you'll make it just barely. No, he says, this world you'll have t- trouble, but take heart. What does that mean? Don't, don't put on weight. Yeah. You know, don't, don't make it difficult. No, stir up your spirit, man, to recognize that in me. No, I've overcome it already. Yeah. Well, and it's not like God, there's this jacked up thought in, in the church that God will use bad things to teach good things, that mm-hmm. God, like that God would allow this yeah. stuff to happen so that we can mm-hmm. learn from it. Yeah. God doesn't need bad stuff to teach us things. Mm-hmm. Like bad things may happen. God did not cause it. Yeah. It's like Jesus in the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, when the storm is coming and Jesus told his disciples, we're going to go to the other side of the mm-hmm. sea and Jesus and the disciples are in the boat. A storm comes. Jesus is sleeping in the back. The disciples are freaking out in the front and for like seemingly good reason, because at least four of them were fishermen and they've been on a boat. So they know the difference between the little sun shower in between a death storm. So they're freaking out. They go to Jesus and Jesus just stands up and rebukes the storm. What, like if God was trying to teach them something, what was he trying to teach them in that moment? You suck. Jesus is better than you. Like way to fail boys. Like, that's not how God operates. He gave them Jesus in that moment because even though they had no faith in that moment, they already had a solution on the boat with them. In the middle of the storm, the solution was already there. Already there. They didn't have to go through it. They could have put a stop to it the same exact way Jesus did. The same way. That's why Jesus turns to them and is like, why are you fearing? Why do you have such little faith? He wasn't like, it, it's, it's not like he was saying it to be rude. It was that, that wake up, wake up and see what you have inside yeah. of you. Wake up and see what you can do through my yeah. name, through the authority I've given to you. Yeah. What, what is available? The yeah. solution was already there. And it's the same way with us when we face something that looks hard and heavy and it's, well, I'm just going to have to walk through hard and heavy until God gives me a solution for what to do. No, we have a solution. It's the name in the name of Jesus. Brother Tracy was saying this on Friday night. You know, we are masters of the universe of all three worlds that exist. Believers are masters of the universe because we have a name. We're not waiting on a resource. We're not waiting on help. We have help in the name. We yeah. have help in the, in the name, in the love and the goodness of God is our easy and light. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. peace be still. Hush to that storm. It does yeah. not have a right to stay with you. And we've been taught it does. Mm-hmm. Like we've just got to be like Eeyore with like a big gray cloud that follows us all the time. And it's just yeah. going to be hard until eventually God blows the cloud away. And no, blow, blow your own cloud away. Like, the, you have authority in the name. Yeah. Just choose those moments to be gone. Yeah. Also thought I was going to spit out my gum right there, and I was like, <laughs> that would have made for fun live TV. But, <laughs> but truly, we don't have to put up with anything that's anti-blessing or anti-life and life in abundance. Because yeah. if it doesn't come from him, I don't have to, if it doesn't come from Jesus, yeah. I don't have to sign for the package. Yeah. Like, I don't have to accept that thing. Mm-hmm. I can say, no, return it to sender. It's not mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, 
you know, Joni put in the comments what you said. The solution was already there. Yeah. Like, there was two, again, there was, like, in, in that boat, there was two different mindsets and two different positions. There was Jesus who was, you know, underneath taking a nap, mm-hmm. fully at rest, fully at easy, and fully at light. Then there yeah. were the disciples who were up top, not, recognized whenever they came to him, the solution was yep. was over, you know, and it was became very easy and light. But how long did they spend yeah. toiling and trying to save their own lives yeah. before they came down to Jesus? He's snapping. Jesus, do you not care that we're dying? Yeah. Or, uh, no. <laughs> like, like, you're not dying. Let me rebuke it. And then, you, you, like, the second they came to him, easy and light yeah. came on the situation. Suddenly the storm was done. The storm, storm calmed down. But all, all, the only two different the only differences between Jesus and the disciples was their mindset towards yeah. the situation. It, it goes back to, you know, what Jesus talked about whenever he talked about anyone who builds uh, their house on the work, like the, or those who hear the words of mine and does them. They're like the man who builds their house on, on the, the rock, right? Mm-hmm. Waves, the waves were crashing against that, the same boat that Jesus was on. You know, the winds were beating against it, yeah. the same boat that Jesus was on. But Jesus was in easy and light because he rec- cause he was founded on the word. Yeah. But, and when they came to him, the word manifested and the word worked. Yeah. No, uh, shut up, storm, and the storm shut up. You know, um, like if you look at the, at the words, like Jesus gave a harsh, just shut up to mm-hmm. the storm, and the storm was done. Like it wasn't just a peace. Like, no, he actually literally said, shut up. No, Jesus wasn't a pansy. Jesus used his authority. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't like, shalom. No, he was like, shut up. That was nice. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, But that's really what Jesus did. No, like he came against the storm, resisted it, and it was gone. And, and, you know, the disciples didn't have Jesus living inside of them at that point, but he was right there with them. Yeah. You know, we have Jesus on the inside of us yeah. every single day. Yep. So the question is, how long are we going to just let the storm rage? You know, how and long, oh Lord? How, how long, long, oh Lord? How long <laughs> are we just going to let the storm rage in, inside of us or around us? Yeah. When the solution is already there. Yeah. All, all we have to do is just come to Him, Lord. Right now, this situation seems hard and heavy. It seems overwhelming. I don't know how I can, how I can do this well i can't do this without you but in just coming to him lord give me yeah. the grace and the strength that i need to overcome this situation and all and Im- immediately god is faithful to that yeah his faithfulness is drawn to that and then the solution is there the grace yeah. is there to to just find rest you know it all seems crazy and i still kind of feel well lord i continue to draw on your rest because yeah. he keeps them in perfect peace who who's minds are set towards him or hearts or whatever it's mind it's mind yeah so even then that you you see it, it that's where we make the choice am i going to fix my mind on the storm or in and, and on what seems hard and heavy or am i going to fix my mind on the faithfulness of god that's yeah. why the bible says in romans 12 2 don't conform to the pattern of this world what's the pattern of this world to focus on the world to focus yeah. on what i see what i hear what's going on around me that's the pattern of this world but no let's transform your thinking yeah let be transform your mind to to the word transform your mind to what god has said um in philippians 4 where it says whatever is good and honest and noble and praiseworthy dwell on these things yeah what's good and noble and praiseworthy god so fix your fix your focus on him you know like hebrews 12 says let's run the race marked before us fixing our eyes on jesus the pioneer and perfect of our faith yeah 
You know, that, so that, that's a choice. You know, it's, it's in our soul that we choose whether we're going to, to meditate on what the Word says, that God is faithful. He won't give you more than what you can. That, there's another word for God's faithfulness, uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no temptation that has overcome you that is not common to mankind, which means you're not just dealing with this alone. You're, mm-hmm. not, you're not the only one who's ever felt this. I mean, the Bible says Jesus was tempted in every way. Yeah. You know? But but he overcame all of those things, which means now we have a high priest who can sympathize yep. with the moments that we're going through. And he's advocating for us. So if we come to him, he recognizes. He's not going to be like, why would you even feel that way? No, right. he's like, I, 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 know, I recognize that feeling. Now, because I was able to overcome it, I can show you how. Yep. That's what 1 Corinthians 10, 13 is. You, know, that, that you see the goodness of God in that, right? He, he says, uh, there's no temptation. That is overcoming. What is that? The temptation to put on weight, the temptation yeah. to put on heaviness, the temptation to just give up. How, how am I going to be able to make it through this? The temptation to, to, to yield to, to the situation. No, it's not. He won't let you be tempted beyond what you're able. What does that mean? No, you have everything you need within you yep. to rise up against it. Because then he goes on to say this, but God is faithful. He won't, well, I literally said, he won't be, let you be tempted beyond what you're able. But when you are tempted, he will give you a way out. Yeah. He'll give a way of escape so that you can stand up, so that you can rise up. And so no matter what I'm feeling, I'm al- I already have the Christ in me yeah. to overcome it. I just need to rely on that. Yeah. Not on myself. It's not in me that I can overcome these things. And when I try to do that, that's when it gets hard and heavy. Mm-hmm. But no, when I rely on the goodness of God and I come to him, God, give me the grace because I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. Give me the grace to overcome the situation because we are more than conquerors through him and his grace. Yeah. That's already re- relying on in us. I don't feel like a conqueror. Well, it doesn't matter what you feel. You're just, your feelings are based, those feelings are based on you, you know? It doesn't, You're based on your soul. On, on your soul, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. In Christ, that's where I have the grace to overcome. And I, I can rely on his goodness to empower me to overcome, right? I can do all things through Christ, it, it, it all boils down to whether I choose to be in, in him or in me. Yeah. When I, when I choose to be in me, it's heart and heavy. When I choose to be in him, I can, I can do all things through Christ, and I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. Yeah. Well, and it's recognizing the ditch of what, the, what each part of man does. Mm-hmm. Like, the spirit of man doesn't have a ditch. It's perfected with God. So, good job, spirit of man. But... You, you said it multiple times. It be, things become hard and heavy when we try to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Not our spirit man, but when our soul or our flesh try to take on those things mm-hmm. ourselves, that's when it starts to feel hard, but not at first. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the word says sin is pleasurable for a season. Mm-hmm. So I know I found myself at different points in time when I'm in the middle of of a storm or something something's happening and I want to do something about it I have my flesh's tendency is to go and do like pastor Nicole needs something my immediate reaction is I'm going to go to your work right now and learn how to do spreadsheets for you Mm -hmm. or something like that that's my flesh's ditch Mm -hmm. and so often what I've seen with other people is a storm will come and instead of immediately first resting 
and going to the Lord and being like, Lord, I need you. Mm -hmm. I've got to have you right now. This is here and I'm facing it. And I don't, haven't known what to do on my own, but in you, I have access to everything I need in you. The flesh, Pastor Brian says this all the time, wants to make a payment. Mm -hmm. So the flesh will try to do, Mm -hmm. and it'll try to make it better, and it'll try to do what it's known to do to fix it. Mm -hmm. So like George and I, just the other day, we were in the middle of doing something, a storm had come, Mm -hmm. and we we wanted to fix it. So we are, we're doing, like, we're in the middle of this task and we're doing stuff and George has leading to stop. He's like, you know what, I think we just need to stop right now. And my flesh didn't love that because the project was not over. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. So we're, 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 we're done with this fun. But George is my husband, so okay, that's your leading. We're done. And within minutes of stopping, within minutes, George heard the voice of the Lord. The Lord said, stop. Within minutes, literally, maybe five, all of a sudden, the answer that we'd been looking for came, like right then, right then, we did nothing. Mm -hmm. We were literally, we were going through cookouts (laughs) drive-through, like that's what we were doing. And all of a sudden, the answer came, not because we had been doing, 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 Mm -hmm. doing, but because the voice of the Lord said, stop, trust me, Mm -hmm. it, like this will work out, Mm -hmm. go to cookout. (laughs) The Lord says cookout. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's what happens. Like, and so often our flesh just wants to do something. Like we don't think prayer's enough. It doesn't feel good to just pray and do something else. It doesn't feel good physically to, okay, well, I, I prayed and now I have to go rest. Like I have to go to bed. It's like pastor stories when the Lord's told him, okay, you have work to do. Go take a nap. Mm No, that doesn't feel good. Feeling good would be putting my hand to the plow until it's all done and working until three in the morning and I've got to go to... No, that's the flesh. The flesh wants to drive you to an early grave. Mm -hmm. Like the flesh, your flesh is corrupted. That's why it's not you. It has that corrupted world in there. And so Mm -hmm. it'll either paralyze you or it'll work you so hard that you die early because you'll take that weight and not you, you won't, but Mm -hmm. people will take that weight and take that care and they'll take it on because for a Mm -hmm. moment it feels good and it feels like you're accomplishing something and it feels like you're crossing a finish line and okay, I'm doing something, I'm being productive. Mm -hmm. You may be worldly productive, but are you fruitful? Mm -hmm. Are we fruitful? And there have been so many times where I haven't been. Like just yesterday, pastor in during prayer time, like he came to me and he, like he was ministering to me about, you know, casting cares. I'm like, okay, great. Cast the care. Great. And he moved on and then he came back and he's like, cast the care. I'm like, I did. (laughs) I didn't say that audibly because I was respectful. Um, But I was like, okay. That's literally what my thought was inside was, I did cast the care. And so he, he, point, he said something like, do you understand? You need to cast the care. He's like, do you understand? And I was like, yes. He's like, then do it. And I literally in my head, I'm like, I did. <laughs> like, I don't know what more care I have. But he literally just his, like he put his finger like on my collarbone. And as soon as he did, like, I don't even know what the care was, but I felt it leave. And I'm like, 
what was that? Like, I didn't even know that a care was there. That's how sneakily they can come on. Yeah. And we've got to be purposed to know, I will not yeah. let myself get heavy. I yeah. will not let myself take on toil or care. Yeah. I will cast my cares, even when I don't know what they are. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to go to you, Lord, and you're going to show me what those things are. And you're going to lead me to triumph because your word says that you will and that yeah. you do because you're good. And you're going to be faithful toward me, yeah. even when I'm being dumb and I don't know that I'm being dumb, or maybe I do know that I'm being dumb. Mm -hmm. You're still going to be faithful toward me yeah. because your love for me is so perfect. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of it boils down to is that we have mixed what our eyes have seen as love. We've mixed what we can see with what God is. And truly, he's so beyond that. He's eternally good. And his love is eternally perfect and pure and toward us. Like it says in his word that in him, there is no variation nor shadow of turning. And what that means is God's looking at you and he's never going to turn his face away from you. Like he's never going to move even a fraction away from you. His goodness is being directed toward you all of the time, all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's never going to stop. He is for you. He's toward you. His goodness is available to you because his love is perfect. So even if the world has jacked up what our perception of love is, God can rebuild that yeah. because he's that good. And just to, you know, bring the, the other ditch yeah. into it, you know, not, not the paralyzed one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause, um, you know, speaking from experience, um, Oh, like, it's so good. Our ditches are different. I know. That's right. So, good. so we can bring it, you know, <laughs> um, when, like when the, those moments, we come, got a marky chuckle. She's like, <laughs> um, cause like there, there have been moments when, when I've allowed myself to feel hard and heavy. And instead of turning into doer mode, I turn yeah. into don't doer mode. You know, like, <laughs> um, like I just like the the overwhelming feeling, feeling, perception of the situation because the situation itself is not overwhelming. The situation really has no authority or, yeah. or no power to do anything. Yep. A situation is not a being. A situation yeah. is not is you know a situation has no power to uh, to be overwhelming. Mm, it's you know? a temporary it's, circumstance. Yeah, it's just a circumstance. There, there's no being in that situation that, that can just, you know, show up. In, you know, it's all my perception of the yeah. situation and what I choose to yield to. Um, that's, again, that's what you see in the, on the boat. You know, you see two different perceptions of the same situation. The situation didn't determine whether they were in easy and light. Yeah. They did. And, but but there have been moments when situations rise up or... or um, more more than a situation a, a button or an issue that i've had in me sure. gets exposed you know and all and um and dealing with that situation with that's not situation but let's just say that like that button in me yeah. that or that that thing in me that's not perfected to christ that i need to address and deal with um i've allowed myself to get paralyzed by I don't think I, I can do this. I yeah. don't think I can overcome this. Like one thing, super easy and super simple. It's like the smallest thing, um, but was like, you know, in my driving, like 
I would kind of overcorrect a lot. You know, like I would get close to the edge and just try to overcorrect, and it made people who would drive in my car, you know, frustrated because you don't want to be in a car and, and just be doing that all the time, you know. Sure. But that's just the way I'd been driving for so long, and, and Pastor brought it up. He was like, hey, you know, this is, this is something, you know, that you need to work on. And, I, like, instantly in my head, I'm like, so now 24-7 while I'm driving my car, I need to be overly cognizant <laughs> over not being so jerky. And that just seemed overwhelming to me. It's such a small thing. But, um, but I a remember. Great example. Yeah. But so, like, is that overwhelming? It shouldn't be. You know, it's such a small thing. But I allowed myself to be like, I don't know, like, how can I? And, and like, that's a question I asked I've asked Pastor many times when he's brought brought up things is like how, <laughs> how do I do that? I don't I don't see how I can do that. And the issue is in the root issue is in the question mm-hmm. because how can I do that? Well, it's not me. Yep. Because in that question, I've made myself the source. Yep. How can I? And when I make myself the source, everything's going to be overwhelming in my life. You know how can I change this? How can I fix this? Well, now it just seems like an overwhelming thing. And I just retreat back into my into my head and think, well, well, there's this reason why I can, and I don't understand. And in the past, I've done this, and you know, and I just get paralyzed in my in my own thinking, and just get into my head, and uh, you know, and all of a sudden, I've just paralyzed myself by not meditating on Him. Yeah. Because I've all I've been thinking about and meditating on and dwelling on is my own insu- de- deficiency yeah. rather than His sufficiency. Yeah. And the all that I needed to do, especially in that situation, because there was a conversation we actually talked about it a little bit on the broadcast last week. Um, there was there was a whole conversation that 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 we had that the Lord just really highlighted to me. Who's the source? Mm-hmm. You know, who's the source? And then I, I recognized correcting my driving. I don't have to rely on myself to do that. So so now, like, I get in the car and I just say, Father, thank you for the grace that I need. To, to make this a habit of mine, yeah. you know, where I like it, I don't have to dwell in it the whole time, but I just, I, Lord, thank you for the grace to, 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 to change this, yeah. you know, and, and his grace has been sufficient, mm-hmm. you know, his grace is, put that in the comments, God's grace is sufficient, recognize, he, God is faithful, God is faithful, put that in the comments too, God is faithful, yeah. you know, if there's anything in me that needs changed or corrected, because growth without change is impossible, so every single one of us have something in us that God wants to work out because yep. that's what a refining process looks like. Yep. God, that's what renewing your mind looks like. Where, yep. you know, There's always going to be something or a mindset that we've been thought, taught by the world or taught by you know, devils, you know, like yeah. doctrines of devils. There's things... You know, that we've allowed to become our way of thinking, that if God brings those up, we, we need to make our, our first reaction to be, God, you're, you're my source, and I know you're faithful, and I ask you for the grace to do this. Because mm-hmm. if the first question we ask is, how do I do that? I don't think I can. We're, 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 we've taken our eyes off of yeah. Jesus. We, we've, we've entered into the hard and heavy because we've chose to do it on our own. I don't know how I can do that. I don't think I can do that. The, the emphasis on all that is the I. Yeah. But the reality is, I know God can. Yeah. Let's, ch- let's change it. Okay, whether I feel like I can do it or not, 
I am not the source. God can do it. Through him, I can do all things. Yeah. Let that be like the word. Okay, you brought this up. This seems like a big thing to me, at least in my flesh. But I can do all things through Christ. So I'm going to rely on Christ. And as I rely on him, it gets easy and light. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't have a whole lot more to add. But just as you were talking, the, the image that came up to me was just that of a really excited parent. Like, and I've, I mean, George and I are about to become parents in like a month. Um, but while I've never been a parent, I've been, I love giving. Like I, I love giving presents to people. Mm-hmm. And I was able to teach kindergarten for a little while. And when I taught kindergarten, there would be days where I just, I wanted the kids to do well. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that we were going to have a fun day coming up. Or I, they were about to take a test, but I knew that I was going to help them with this test or something. And I remember in these moments just being so excited to be able to help. Like, mm-hmm. particularly with the test one. Um, and, like, the kids would come in and they're five, so I mean, they're, most of them are still excited because it's like, oh, a test sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. But every now and then there would be those who like hated it, like hated doing the scholastic aspect of things. And all I wanted them to do was to trust me mm-hmm. and listen because I already had a plan for how to make it easy for them. Like mm-hmm. I knew the ones that n- didn't naturally grasp it yet. Mm-hmm. So I would have this plan already created in my head of, okay, all you've got to do is ask me for help, and then I'm able to get the help to you, and it's yeah. like it's going to be easy, yeah. and and it was like every single time they'd ask, Mrs. Nower, can you help me? Yes, I can. Come back to the table, and we'd do it together. They'd get it, and it would be great. That's a very simplistic image, but what yeah. I, the image that I had in my head is the Lord. You know, He wants us. To be in, I said it earlier, to be in easy and light more than we want to be in easy and light. Like he has these plans for how to get it to us. So even if in hearing this, like I've watched the numbers go up and down as we've been ministering, like maybe this is an opportunistic sort of a topic for you. And, you know, things just haven't felt easy and light lately. I get that. (laughs) I understand. Buddy understands. And the flesh may not like hearing it. But here's the thing. When we go to the throne of grace and we say, Lord, I need you. I'm not (coughs) even, and like, you don't have to fake it with God. God knows where you're at emotionally. So if you are like, okay, I've got to hype myself up before I go into the throne room. God, I'm so happy to be here today. No, you're not. And he knows that. You don't have to fake it. But when you go to him, it's okay to say something like, you know what, Lord, I need your help. Part of me hasn't even wanted your help. Like, part of me has wanted to just stay in hard and heavy because I don't even know what easy and light could be like. But I know I need you. Like, I I need your help in wanting your help. He's faithful to do that. He's literally, pastor says this, he's looking for any spiritual loop, legal loophole to get his goodness to us. So even a prayer like that, that I'm sure to some word of faith people would be like, that sounds heretical or that doesn't sound very faithful. God will take it. Like God will use it and be like, you want my help to to like want my help? I'll help you want me. Like he's that good. 
that as soon as an open door comes to him, he's like, I'm going to take it and I'm going to help you come to yeah. me. He's kind. Yeah. He's so kind. This is not a broadcast of condemnation of you haven't been in easy and light boot. No, it's you can find help. No matter where you're at, you can have help today. Even if you haven't fully 100% understood it or even necessarily all the way wanted it, all you've got to do is say, Lord, I need you. I need your help. I don't even know how I need your help, but yeah. I need your help. He is faithful to supply us mm -hmm. with himself every yeah. time, mm -hmm. every time. Yeah. So, so ultimately the question is, uh, what are we going to choose? Yeah. You know, which position do we want to be in? Or not the do we want to. or the bad. We, <laughs> like, if we all said, which one do you want to be in? We all know which one we want to be in. Yeah. But it's in those moments, which one will we choose? Yeah. Because... Um, just knowing my past, I can rec I've recognized that this position can be addicting to the flesh. For sure. Um, That's the bad one, in case you're wondering. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I felt like if I did this enough, but if you're just hopping on. The hard and heavy, the weary and heavy laden, which yeah. is apart from Christ, can be addicting to the flesh, mm -hmm. which sounds so weird. Why could I ever be addicted to hard and heavy? But our flesh's natural tendency is to be apart from him. Yeah. Um, that, that's where Paul is talking about in Romans chapter seven, whenever he says, you know, I know the good I ought to do, but, but I don't do it. He's talking about that war between the flesh and the spirit. Well, and I, like, and, George, not to interrupt, but just to confirm that, mm -hmm. like George and I have actually been in moments with pastor Brian mm -hmm. when demonically possessed and oppressed people have been there and pastors gotten to the point of like, as he's praying for them to be delivered, he's asked like, do you want this demon to leave? And the person said no, because mm -hmm. he, they, the, this person had dealt with it for so long that he didn't even know what life would be like without them. Yeah. And I know when I have been oppressed, like mm -hmm. demonically oppressed, like yeah. years and years ago, I told pastor Brian and pastor Nicole, I am scared to know what life could be like without it. Cause I've never done it. Yeah. Like, I've had this my whole life. What mm -hmm. could it look like now? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, Buddy's not just saying it to say it. That's a, that's a factful thing that can happen. Because yeah. if it wasn't true, then everyone would just easily come to him. Sure. You know, like, it, would, it wouldn't be, it would, like, people wouldn't have to have, like, like so much, you know, you know rebukes and, yeah. like, and stuff like that. Or, or just, like, straightforward conversation. Yeah. Or avoid those conversations. You know, like... They it, naturally it, gravitate yeah. to easy and light. Yeah, yeah. People would naturally gravitate towards easy and light. Yeah, but, you know, so, so the reality then is this. Whenever I start feeling even the beginnings of hard and heavy, what am I going to choose at that moment? Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I really need to, like, me personally, when I even start recognizing that, that that's trying to make an entrance in, mm -hmm. like, See, one of the beautiful things about you watching this right now is now you're able to recognize it better. Um, th that's what, where, you know, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Yeah. You, you're, you're getting this now, and, and that's going to make it easier next time, but the choice is still ours. Yeah. Whenever, whenever we start even feeling the inklings of hard and heavy or, or weary and, and heavy ladenness, you know, um, we can make that choice right then. No, I'm not going to yield to this. I'm entering in even deeper now yeah. to that fellowship so that it can be easy and light. Because yeah. the longer we stay here, the, it, the, the harder in our flesh it will be to get out. It doesn't mean that God can't just, just pull us out when we, when we come to him, but it becomes harder when, 
when we choose to to soak and marinate in, yeah. in the heaviness. And again, that's where it can become addicting to our flesh. And let there be some, if anything right now, let there be a holy indignation rising up inside of you to not stay there anymore. Yeah. Like, no, I, I'm done with this. I, I'm not going to stay here anymore. I'm not going to let myself get beat up and yeah. bruised by the devil anymore yeah. and be hard and heavy. No, I'm not going to let myself stay there anymore. It's a choice. Yeah. And I'm going to choose right now to enter into the grace of God. Jesus, you said, and I just want you to pray this with me. Uh, Jesus, you said in your word, you said in your word, come to me, all who are hard and heavy, all who are weary and heavy laden. And you said that you would give me rest right now. I rely and enter in to you and your rest. I do not take on. I do not take on the demonic lie. The demonic lie that I'm stuck here. That I am stuck here. No, I let. No, I let the grace of God. The grace of God pull me out. Pull me out. I enter in. I enter in to easy and light. To easy and light now. Now, Father. Father, let your grace. Let your grace be sufficient. Be sufficient in my life. In my life. I don't rely. I don't rely on my own understanding. On my own understanding. I rely on you. I rely on you. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Wash away. Wash away all the demonic things. All the demonic things that have tried to plague my mind. That have tried to plague my mind. Set me free. Set me free. As I enter in. As I enter in to fellowship. To fellowship with my Father. With my Father who loves me. Who loves me and is not withholding. And is not withholding this grace from me. This grace from me. I receive it now. I receive it now by faith. By faith. And I walk in easy and light. And I walk in easy and light from this day forward. From this day forward. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Like go. So as Betty was praying, at what came up to me? Go back and record that. Like transcribe it if you need to screen screen grab it or something but and i am not prophesying that this will happen again i'm not at all i believe that every person who just prayed you have the anointing has been released in you to walk in freedom all the days of your life however the enemy's a dirtbag and he he tries to come and steal and kill and destroy mm -hmm. and to to tempt us to go yeah. back to old habits. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's the tempter. So if that temptation tries to come of hard and heavy or tries to come of, I can't do this, I would encourage you go back and take that prayer and mm -hmm. say it again. Mm -hmm. Say it again. Yeah. Repeat it again. Not in a repetition, Lord, I ask for your forgiveness and for you to anoint me. No, say it with faith because yeah. God is faithful. Yeah. And that literally, there's an anointing mm -hmm. on that prayer. Yeah. There's breakthrough that's there. And so don't allow a yeah. temptation to knock you down and yeah. keep you there. If a temptation comes, then you just keep going through it. Yeah. God is able to carry you all the days of your life. And if from this moment on you make a misstep, guess what? He is faithful and just to put you straight back on the, yeah. on the straight and narrow, to take you by the hand and lead you exactly where you need to go, better and better, higher and higher, more and more yeah. power. So definitely, I would encourage you, screen grab that for sure.
Yeah. Amen. For sure. Amen. Uh, the Bible says in uh, Deuteronomy, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. There's Deuteronomy. Yep. I started with Deuteronomy. You did. I, I was right first, but then I had to think through it. Deuteronomy, I believe it's 30, 19. Um, remember, remember John 10, 10. Um, the thief comes to steal, kill, and mm -hmm. destroy. I have come that you might have life, have it to the full, have and enjoy life. Bishop Boyadipa says it this way. He said, uh, he said, Jesus didn't come so that you can endure life. Yeah. He came so that you can enjoy life. Yeah. And he gets that from John 10, 10. But in, uh, in Deuteronomy 38, 30, 19, I believe that's what it is. Um, uh, God says, I, I present yeah. before you a choice. Mm -hmm. Life and death, blessing and cursing. Yeah. And then he says, choose life. Mm -hmm. uh, again, it goes down to, are you going to choose to remain in the death or yeah. in the life? And yeah. not just out of your mouth, in yeah. your mind, yeah. in that soul. That's yeah. where you can make that decision as well. Yeah, yeah. And Jesus has made it available to you. So I, I would encourage you not to let death remain any longer. Yeah. You know, like you, you might have prayed that prayer and you're, you're still like, but I still feel heavy and I still feel this. I, you know, I, I feel like the Lord just wants to continue that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you make that choice. It's not a It's like, yes, in your soul is where, where you choose. But but it's your your choice is not just in your words. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, not not just. Oh, I agree with what you're saying. I know I shouldn't be choosing death. I should be choosing life. It's not just in. A, that's the mental agreement of it. It's it's no. I. Today, Lord. And relying on your grace mm -hmm. and making that choice. And that's a choice I've had to make. Mm -hmm. That's a choice I've had to make multiple times. But it's, and it's not just by my words and not just by my mental agreement. No, it's God, I know you are good. And, and you know, the Bible says, commit your works that your thoughts might be established. Mm -hmm. So, so that's it's, exactly where I was going. So, like, whether you feel it or not, just continue to, like, the scriptures that we brought up, no. Jesus came that I might have life. I'm going to meditate on that. Again, what's good, noble, praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Um, I'm going to continue to confess and speak these words out of my mouth. And as I'm doing that, it's changing the way I think. Yeah. So you might still, because it, it doesn't matter what you feel. Mm -hmm. You know, like. Uh, well, it's like the story with Brother Hagen. Like mm -hmm. when Brother Hagen was, what, 16 or whatnot, mm -hmm. he had like that sickness yeah. come upon him and almost died. And yeah. nobody around him really understood like healing and faith in that way. And the Lord revealed himself to him. And, praise God. And he saw in the word, I can believe and receive. Yeah. Like it's literally yeah. as simple as that. I believe what the word says. I asked the Lord for it. Yeah. I can have it. Yeah. And so he prayed and prayed and prayed. And, you know, one day it clicked. Oh, faith without works is dead. Like, if I'm not applying my works to what I am saying, then I don't actually mean what I'm saying. So he committed his works that his thoughts would be established. And he went out and he started doing this very laborious job. Like, if I'm remembering properly, he went out, like, onto a field or a farm or something and was helping a farmer. And they almost didn't take him because he literally looked like he was going to die yeah. and told him as much. They're like, you're not even going to make it an afternoon. Yeah. And he's like, I will because the Lord has healed me. Yeah. And he worked 
every day yeah. and outworked other people that were there. Yeah. And as he committed his works, his thoughts toward his physical, yeah. what was happening physically changed. Yeah. And all of a sudden it started manifesting. Mm -hmm. He yeah. believed he had it. He believed the word says I have it. I believed, I asked, I received. And when he, as he committed his works, yeah. it manifested. Mm -hmm. It came, not because he felt good. Yeah. Like he, he writes in several of his books how he went and he literally didn't feel good yeah. while he's working. Like yeah. he did not feel great. They were uprooting trees. They yes. were, it wasn't just like light work. It's like it's like literally rocks. by hand uprooting trees. Mm -hmm. but, but then healing work. became his. Yeah fullness of it because he didn't allow the feeling to yeah. keep him in the bed of death yeah like he's literally in a deathbed that's where feelings would have kept him but he chose i'm living by the word and not mm. by the feelings yeah. and living by the word produced that life inside of him yeah yeah and just one more thing um going back to this there is therefore romans 8 1 there's therefore now no condemnation yeah. yep. for those who are in Christ. Yep. So if you're feeling condemnation, get, get in Christ and let that condemnation go away. Because the yeah. the I just kind of sense that the devil's like telling people, well, you're still feeling it. You're still in that um, in making people feel condemnation for their feelings, which your feelings aren't truer than the word. That's true. Um, God's word overrides our feelings. So if I, so, don't let condemnation enter in uh, based on well. You know, I, I know you've said these things, and I feel like I've messed up on this so much, and, I, and I'm, I've made the right, wrong choices, and even now I feel like I'm making the wrong choice. Screw your feelings. Yeah. Con There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. The, yeah. de the devil thrives on feelings. Um, that, that, that's just how he operates. He, he tries to make us feel these big, guilty emotions or yeah. whatever. Just forget that. It's the Word of God that holds true. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Even if you feel condemnation, no, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Confess that yeah. over yourself. You know, no, God is good and he's faithful to his word. And his word says that if I've missed it, I just got to confess it. And he's faithful and just to forgive me yeah. and cleanse me. And it's all done. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't feel like it. Forget, screw that. It's done. Yeah. He said it in his word. It's done. And I'm just going to receive that. You, you got to choose to receive that forgiveness. You have to choose to receive that easy and light. And, yeah. and, and you know, it's, it starts now. Well, and Joni just put in the comments, you know, I don't have to endure life. I'm mm -hmm. excited to embrace life. That's yeah. something that came out in prayer this yeah. morning. And, but I mean, Buddy and I were both at prayer. Neither of us knew what the word was going to be at mm -hmm. that point. But that was the voice of the Lord. You know, we don't have to brace ourselves mm -hmm. for our day. You know, we don't have to wake up and be like, oh, no, it's another one. Yeah. Or, oh, no, this is that. No, we get to enjoy yeah. life. That's, that's the verse that Buddy yeah. has been quoting in John 10, 10, that we may have and enjoy, yeah. not endure. You know, we may have and endure life. No, we may have and we may enjoy it, mm -hmm. which means hard and heavy is not a part of it. Yeah. Sorrow is not a part of it. Yeah. Easy, light, the goodness of God, that's our portion. Mm -hmm. I think it was Kenneth Copeland that said, uh, don't let anyone con you into believing that the hard life is found in the will of God. Yeah. The hardest life you will ever live is spent outside of God. Amen. And, um, yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's good. Honestly, this entire broadcast, like, not because it's us, because the Lord is good. Yeah. You know, he honors his word. No matter 
which vessel he's using. His word remains the same. And this broadcast has been phenomenal. There's been so much in here. Like, I don't know, like, even as we've been talking, I'm like, this is so good because there's literal moments where the Lord broke it down for how yeah. easy and light comes, how yeah. hard and heavy comes, how to walk free. Yeah. This has been phenomenal. Thank you, Lord, for it. Share yeah. it. Like, take this link and post it on your Facebook. Text it to somebody you know. If somebody's going through something, this is a word that they need to mm-hmm. hear because it will lead them to freedom. Yeah. Not to condemnation, to freedom, to hope, yeah. to joy. So send this broadcast out. And another thing that can be done, partner with it. Yeah. You know, we, Brother Tracy, just this past Friday, was talking about partnership. It's something that the Lord has really given him a revelation on. And so many people think of partnership and sowing and reaping as a way for, you know, their ministry to get. Like, I, we just need to get so much more. No, it's a way for God to ensure that your purpose in life comes to pass. That's why partnership exists. Yeah. That's why during this time we make it available f- to you to sow. Yeah. Not because we want to get anything from you, yeah. but because when you invest into the anointing yeah. and into the word of God, God is able to then make your purpose abound to you because yeah. you're partnering with him. It's that it's yeah. it's a form of covenant. Yeah. Truly, we talked about covenant at the beginning. Giving is a form of that because yeah. you're sowing into what the Lord has done, which then makes it that much more able to produce in your life. Yeah. It's a partnership. So, Abby, you can go ahead and put it up. As you sow today, hear from the Lord. Be obedient to whatever yeah. it is that he says to you. Don't give more. Don't be, let this not be a harder, heavy thing. Yeah. Giving should be the most natural thing for a yeah. believer because God gave yeah. and we're made in his image. You know, God so loved that he gave his one and only son. Yeah. We're made in the same image, in the same likeness. So we hear a word like this today and we know, Lord, I can invest myself in you and I can receive easy and light. Lord, you're so awesome. What do I have to give to you? You don't buy easy and light. You can't buy the anointing. But because of how good he is, have you ever met somebody who is just so good and that you love so much that you just want to give to them? Like for me, that person is George. But there are also people who are just fun to give to because of how excited they are when they receive. Serena Ann Crabtree is one of those people. You give a gift to Serena, her entire face becomes like a happy birthday smiley mm-hmm. face balloon. Like she's yeah. so much fun to give to. Mm-hmm. She's learned it from her God. Yeah. God is fun to give to yeah. because he receives it with joy, mm-hmm. but he also looks for how to bless back and bless back quickly. Yeah. He's a fun, fun mm-hmm. God. So when you give today, don't do it out of, oh, I have to give. It's that time. No, give because you love him. Hear from God, Lord, do you want me to sow today? Am I to invest my seed and receive a harvest off of this word or not? And if he says not, don't. But if he says to, know that his face is lighting up like that happy birthday balloon, not because he's getting your stuff, but because you just enabled a legal transaction with him. And he's like, now I get to take this little that you put in my hand, multiply it and give it back to you. And it's going to bless your socks off because he loves you. Everything is rooted and grounded in that love. 
every aspect of the kingdom. He is faithful to you and he loves you and he wants you blessed. So today as we pray over your seeds, I believe that we're going to have people sowing in today and that their seeds are going to produce a harvest yeah. that they haven't even thought could be done. Here's the thing. You may have despised the seed that you've sown because you're like, it's so little. Like, do they really care if I like sow a dollar? We care if God told you to do it because God, the greatest offering that was given was the two mites by the woman that, does, that don't even equal a penny. But it's what she had, and she yeah. was obedient with it. And God said that she gave the largest offering there. So don't despise the days of small beginnings. You may be starting small right now, but God's going to bless the seed today, and you're going to see a multiplication come back into your hands that you've desired to see because God is a God who loves you, and he wants to legally enforce his covenant of sowing and reaping. So as you so expect, you are reaping soon, quickly. Lord, let it come to pass now. Yes. Your word is true. You have given your people the covenant, the word of sowing and reaping, seed, time, and harvest. You said that as long as the earth remains, so shall seed, time, and harvest. Lord, as your people are sowing today, I thank you that you quicken the time from seed to harvest. Let it be quick supernaturally in the name of Jesus. Let it not take a long time. Let supernatural miracle grow. Come on those seeds yeah. now. Every seed that is sown by any platform of sowing, let there just be a supernatural miracle grow upon it. Lord, big harvests come now. Yeah. Demonstrate, Lord, your love for your people in this area. Finances are a small thing, but they're teachable. So, Lord, help us to receive the wisdom, the revelation, and the knowledge of how much you love us as we see the harvest off of today. Lord, let each sower be blessed abundantly, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Let it return back into our hands quickly in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that days of small seeds quickly shift into bigger and bigger and bigger because you take us from blessing to blessing, grace to grace, glory to glory, favor to favor. That's who you are. And sowing and reaping is no different. Lord, thank you for it. Bless our viewers. Bless their finances. Let the weight that attaches, tries to attach itself to finances be broken off of our viewers now and let easy and light come in in this arena in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. This, has this blessed you? Um, if it has, put some hands up in the comments because this has blessed me for sure. Um, <laughs> but guys, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we just, we're just believing and agreeing with you that hard and heavy is done. With. Amen. That that's not your portion anymore. That you're walking in easy and light. Put in the comments, the struggle is over. Yeah. Amen. Well, guys, thank you for joining us today. We will see you tomorrow at 1030. Love you guys. 1130. 1130. Yeah, whatever. Love, love you guys. <laughs> 1030 somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I always think 1032. I always have to catch myself. I'm like, the broadcast starts at 1130. We used to always come in and set up at 1030. So 1030 is in my head very strongly. And 10, 1030. But no, 
It starts at 11.30 every day. Amen. Joni and Greg put in the comments, the struggle is over. And for real, thank you guys for that broadcast. That was, um, you guys didn't have to be that genuine. You didn't have to be that real. But, like, I just wanted to publicly honor and thank you guys. That was a very genuine and real broadcast, a real word. So thank you for that. Um, so make sure you guys, because of the heart that they have in that, that anointing that's there and everything, as you guys uh, are viewers, as you send that to people, that will change people's lives. That that will produce a harvest. So thank you guys. Thank you, Baron and Buddy, for that. And make sure you send that word because it's not, it's not a shallow one. It's a real one. Draven put in the comments, amen. Great word, y'all. Hi, Draven. <laughs> Where have you been? Hiding? <laughs> buddy, buddy said, hi, Draven. And Barrett said, where have you been? Hiding? <laughs> it's good to see you now. Well, I have some exciting announcements for you. You're a Christian, so you're called to be a leader. This, that's the announcement. You're a Christian, you're called to be a leader. Well, good news. If you're like, how I do that, we have a conference for you. This weekend, leadership conference with our very own Pastor Brian Wright and many other anointed men and women of God. If you have not registered, you can scan that QR code. If you're watching on your phone, and this is your one device. You don't have another, uh, what is the website? What's the lead register website? It's really long. Okay, well, um, I guess try to get that QR code then. <laughs> try to get your secondary uh, device with a camera and like get that, QR, that wonderful QR code that will lead you there. And then another special announcement. This is a big one, super big announcement. Uh, starting... February 7th is the Kickstart conference. I mean, sure, meetings, services at church. These services, Kickstart, February 7th through the 11th. It's going to be wonderful, powerful. If you are hungry for God in your life, come and you will be filled. You can see, I have the website right there, not just the QR code. The actual website to register for free is bclife.org slash KS. That's all you need. Just go there, and we will see you there. We'll see you soon. If you need any other information, have any questions about, like, where to stay in hotels and all that kind of stuff, just reach out to us uh, at that website. You, you should be able to ask questions, right, on the website? Can they ask questions there? Do they? Maybe they don't have any questions there. You can ask us. I mean, you can just, like, message us. I don't know. Sure. Buddy says no. You, can, you can't ask questions on the website? You can, you can message us. We'll help you. We're your friend. <laughs> we'll help you out. Okay. Have a wonderful day, and we will see you tomorrow, not at 1030, at 1130. Bye. I said 2022 will be a year. Lifelong dreams will come true. You're the healed of the Lord. You're the prosperous. You're the whole. You're the restored. You're the holy. Long-standing faith projects are about to get pitted suddenly by an unusual heart. Oh, he's cold, and you're coming up right now. You're coming up right now. You're coming up. Wow. 2022, the year dreams will come true.